This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark, Episode 11. Today, I'm going to tell you what you really need to know about SEO. We're going to get really specific about um, the steps that you can take starting today to boost your SEO, and I'm also going to help you make this decision as to whether you do it yourself or you get some help. All right, let's dive in. All right, let's get to it. I'm going to talk to you today about uh, some essential stuff that you need to know if you want to boost your own SEO. Now, I'm going to start all of this with the caveat that you don't have to do it yourself. And in fact, for a lot of people, I'm actually going to recommend not doing it yourself. Here's why. On one hand, you could spend a few months, some long nights and some long weekends trying to learn this stuff. And the reality is you're not going to get as good as someone who does it all day, every day, and could do what you could do in six months in just six hours or in an afternoon. So I I always want you to be thinking about, is this really the best use of my time? Does this give me a tremendous amount of anxiety? And would this be better left to uh, a professional and just to pay someone to do it and then move on with my life? Right, So I also want to tell you that there is help for this stuff. We offer um, these services um, uh, from Private Practice Workshop now. So you can get this help. We have a dedicated specialist who can help you. You can get in touch right away to talk to us about doing this work at privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash connect. That's privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash connect. And we will set up a consultation call. You and I will talk through your goals, what you need. I'll help you see what you're missing and and make sure that we're on the same page in terms of uh, the service that would be a best fit for you. Um, And then I'll hand you off to our dedicated SEO specialist who will do all of this and so much more for you. So um, that is absolutely an option. For those of you who want to do some of it on your own, I'm going to help you get started today. All right, so let's get to it. I'm going to give you some concrete strategies that you can do right away. So let's say you want to boost your SEO. You want to get into this work. One of the first things I'm going to tell you to do is create services pages for each individual service you create for your website. This has been validated by a bunch of different people. I was just talking to Perry from uh, the CEO of Brighter Vision uh, about the importance of this. Um, our SEO guy will talk about the importance of this. Um, it's something that a lot of therapists are missing right now and that could be um, a really critical part of the overall SEO picture. Now, I should also add another caveat while I'm at it that all of this stuff is really like an evolving art. It's not an exact science. SEO is always changing because Google is always changing. So there isn't just this magic formula or a button you can push to either have SEO or not have SEO. So what I'm going to tell you today is um, are, are some strategies that we know are working right now in SEO and some things that I think are within reach for you to do. But there's always more that can be done. There's always um, more money you could spend doing this stuff or different tools to use. Um, but I'm just going to help you get started. So creating different services pages for each kind of service you do. 
So for example, you're going to have a different service page for things like anxiety therapy, and you're going to incorporate some keywords um, that are specific to your area in this as well. So for me, that might be anxiety therapy, Charlotte, or LGBTQ counseling, Charlotte. Um, once you've done this, that's going to set you up to do some of this other work that's really important in the SEO picture. First, I want to show you how to do a little bit of keyword research um, in, in kind of an entry level way. I want you to go to Google right now, and you can pause this episode at any point. Go to Google right now and search for your own services using whatever keywords come to mind naturally. So again, that might be trauma therapist, Chicago. So search that. When you search that, I want you to go down to the very bottom and look at the related keywords that come up or from the related searches. When you see those, I want you to jot those down because that those include some keywords that other people are searching for um, related searches. Do that for each services page that you are going to create and take note of and jot down the different keywords that come up when you do these searches. All right, so you've done this, you've completed a little bit of keyword research to get an idea of what people are searching for, and you have created your services pages or maybe just some of your services pages. Now, first thing I want you to do is format all of your URLs with natural keywords. So the URL is, for example, for my website, charlottecounselingandwellness.com forward slash charlotte hyphen anxiety hyphen therapy or lgbt hyphen counseling hyphen charlotte things like that so go ahead and format your urls to make sure they contain natural keywords once you've done this the next thing that you want to edit are your page headings now you have different levels of headings on your different pages like H1 and H2. Those are not just fonts, they're not just font sizes, they actually matter for Google. So whether you're on WordPress or Squarespace, you're gonna go in and your H1 titles are the most important. So let's say I've created a services page for Charlotte Anxiety Therapy and I have that as a URL. On the service page, I'm gonna go down and edit the first H1 heading at the very top of the page to say, you know, learn more about anxiety therapy in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then I'm going to start explaining the service using those keywords again, but just naturally as they occur. And I might use other H2 headings to incorporate those keywords again. And again, the keyword here is natural because Google um, can actually, will actually be reading your page. Well, the, the, uh, the machine will be reading your page um, from kind of like the, from the perspective of a human. So it needs to make sense. It needs to flow. It needs to be readable. All right. So you've created your services page. You've edited the URL you've edited your headings, right? The last two things that I'll have you do are to create eye-catching page titles and page descriptions, all right? So for your page title, again, you want it to be keyword rich. So something like relationship counseling and couples therapy in Phoenix, Arizona. Again, it's not pretty, but it works and it works for Google purposes, all right? So again, Changing those 
page titles to be eye-catching, to have keywords, and to have regional keywords. Finally, and this is separate from page titles, you're going to edit your page descriptions in a similar manner of having, um, of being keyword rich in the same ways that uh, your page titles are keyword rich. So you might go into your page description, you're going to have a little more room here to type and to explain what the page is, but you're going to go in, you're going to recycle some of those keywords naturally, and you're going to click save. So... That is, um, that's going to give you a real head start in this whole game. And maybe you can do this part yourself. Maybe it's not too overwhelming. That's great. On the other hand, if you're already overwhelmed, that's okay too, right? This might be a point where you stop and go, all right, I'm already in over my head. This is too much for me. I don't want to deal with this crap. And so I'm just going to get some help doing it. That's when you give us a call. So, if you're still with us, let's go on to talk a little bit more and let's talk about blogging and content. A lot of therapists are wondering, does blogging really impact my ranking? What if I hate blogging? Do I have to blog? <laughs> a lot of us want to hear the answer, no. The answer is kind of yes. <laughs> so um, the answer is yes with um, a disclaimer. Yes, and that you need to have new, recurring, fresh content on your website. And so for most people, that's blogging. Now, for other people, that might be video blogging or podcasting, right? Essentially, one of the purposes of blogging is that it increases the word count on your website, which is good. It's a way to incorporate those keywords, again, naturally and consistently. And it's a way to just keep adding fresh content to your site so that Google looks at your site and goes, all right, this site is still alive and well. We should keep it ranking up. It's still relevant for people um, looking for particular services. So um, if you're going to blog, blog and do it well. Create um, blog posts that are over a thousand words. Try to direct some of that traffic from elsewhere right? Um, and, and use those H1 and H2 headings to incorporate keywords naturally. The other purpose or the benefit of blogging for, for a lot of websites is that it increases inbound links. So what I'm talking about is essentially if your article is, is referenced by a higher traffic site like Psychology Today or Huffington Post or something like that, and it links back to your website, that is fantastic. And that tells Google, hey, this website, Charlotte Counseling and Wellness, or whatever it is, is important. So we should rank it higher because it's getting this recognition from a bigger source. Um, at the same time, if you're not a strong writer, you don't want to get into this, it, it can be hard to get on those bigger platforms like Psychology Today. So that might not be what you do. Again, maybe you create a video blog. You create a video blog once a week talking about your specialty or how to work with ADHD and kids. You publish that to YouTube and then you embed it on your website. What that does is it helps encourage people to spend more time on your website, which is money in the bank for SEO. So again, that's the same benefit that blogging does. Is it keeps people on your website longer. Google is tracking the time that people spend on your website and your different web pages and moving around those web pages. So that's all money in the bank. Same thing for podcasting, right? If you have a podcast player on your site, it is keeping people there, keeping them engaged, keeping them coming back on a regular basis. So, um, and it's really increasing traffic from different sources, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or wherever. All right. 
So that's my answer about blogging. Um, you, uh, w- when we talk about linking, in general, I want to tell you that linking away from your page is generally not um, is, is generally not ideal. And here's why: when you are linking away from your page too much, it, it, it's simple. It kind of tells Google, "Hey, there's a website that's more important." Right. So if I'm all I'm doing is linking to articles from from NPR or Psychology Today or something and linking away, I'm just telling Google, hey, this my website is not that important. Here's another more important website. And you're, you're getting people away from your page. Now, if you if you absolutely want to or you absolutely have to link something or an article or whatever, um, great, do it, but make sure it opens in a new tab so that people still stay on your page. They can come back to that tab and keep exploring, keep exploring your content, and you don't lose out in regard to SEO like that. So um, yeah, that's what I have to say about links. Really common mistakes uh, happen there with people linking away. In general, you really want to create your own original content that keeps people on your website. All right, if you've made it this far, you are really a champion, and I applaud you. Um, Or you're just still overwhelmed, but you're still listening because you feel like you should, (laughs) or your commute's not over. So um, I'm going to leave you with um, just four really solid strategies um, that are going to help you improve your SEO. And some of these are a little uh, less obvious or a little lesser known. All right, number one, register with Google My Business. That's Google My Business in quotations. This is a free resource that basically gives you a Google business listing. And so that when people are searching for, if you're searching for a bicycle shop in Chicago, the bicycle shops that have registered with Google My Business are going to show up there in that first section that has the map and people's phone numbers and hours and all that good stuff all packed into one. You want to be there. That's a good source of, of traffic and attention for your website. Um, you also want to see if you can get maybe some colleagues to drop a five-star review for you on there, but only if they are local. If they're elsewhere or they live in New York, that's not good for your local ranking. They want to see that local people are acknowledging your business, that it's legitimate, that it's important, and that people like it. All right, so register with Google My Business. That's absolutely free. Again, embedding uh, your own video on your website is is another good thing to do. It just also happens that YouTube is owned by Google, so there's something about that that is beneficial as well. They like to see you um, using YouTube in that way and embedding it to your site because that's good good traffic for them as well. Again, um, you may think about starting a podcast and, and embedding that on your website as well and sending some of your podcast traffic back to your website. There's just so many ways to get people to your site nowadays, and you can really just choose the one that plays to your strengths. The last tip is to upgrade your host. So your hosting has is definitely a, a critical part of the SEO equation. Your website, and in particular your homepage, need to load quickly or else Google is not going to like it. (laughs) They see that. They see that your website is sluggish or the homepage takes forever to load. And so they say this isn't important. It's not a legitimate website. um, And they're not going to take your website seriously, so to speak. So simple thing to do would be to upgrade your host. Go from the $3 plan on shared hosting to something a little more heavy duty like the $30 plan 
on um, uh, on VPS, right? That's what I use for my my hosting. Um, I use Bluehost for what it's worth. Um, if you want to upgrade your hosting, uh, I have a link for that as well. Um, my affiliate link is privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash host. Again, privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash host. And you can check out Bluehost there and the different plans. So that's it. Wow, that was a whirlwind. That went by really fast. I'm sure it did for you too. So um, I hope you got something out of it. And I'm going to tell you this one more time. There's so much out there in private practice. It's so easy to get overwhelmed. So take a small bite at a time. So from all this, you might have just written down a couple notes and said, okay, I'm just going to start by creating services pages. Great. That's already more than you were doing before. Or I'm just going to do three new video blogs and link them back or embed them on my website. Great. Or I'm just going to register with Google My Business. Awesome. Take that run with it, just do one small thing at a time, right? Slow and steady really does win the race in private practice. So, all right, um, that is it for this episode. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. Um, if you haven't already, head on over to privatepracticeworkshop.com. Check out the many free resources for you there. Um, and if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so that more people can discover um, all the information that's getting shared here. All right, that's it for this week. I'll see you next time. 